0: You're listening to Fathoms, an Enneagram podcast. Discovering our inner depths, one fathom at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Off to a roaring start. (laughs) He just (laughs) knocked his mic over. (laughs) Knocked his mic over. (laughs)
1: Cheers.
0: (laughs) To season Mm -hmm. three. three. Season three. The magical three. Magical. I mean, being that it is your season and your type.
1: It is my season
0: and my time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Can we call it the season of Drew? <laughs> the season of Drew. Uh, everything's about me.
0: What was the song we were singing earlier? Were you uh, I love some everything
2: song. I love I love I love everything about Drew. Yeah.
1: Stroking
0: <laughs> some go over here. My new favorite song. <clears throat> <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, kids, sing me my song. <laughs>
0: Um, So so the season of Drew, what does the season of (laughs) Drew look like? Oh, man. What do you envision?
1: Well, it's starting wonderfully.
0: Cheers to that. Because we are in
1: the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, (laughs) right now.
0: Berea, Kentucky.
1: Yeah, which is not the middle of nowhere. If you're from Berea, lovely.
0: Which I found out today. I have family in this area, but I found out today the place we went hiking, Berea College, is where my great, great... Grandmother, my great-grandmother, and my grandma went to school. Whoa, mm-hmm. and a bunch of other people in my uh, family. So I
1: feel like we should just go into the, like the main office <laughs> and say, "Hey, I'm a Creekmore."
0: Except what, except, what except what the Perrys. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, oh. my mom's side. So ah, <clears throat> uh, yeah. So I'm 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 back in my home that's country. A apparently, legacy. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Uh, and then the Boone's Tavern. Boone's, Boone
1: Tavern. Yeah, the historic Boone Tavern.
0: Yeah, that's where my grandma and my grandpa, um, I don't know, celebrated an anniversary or something like that. I just, we were driving by and I remembered that they said something. Oh, and the church across the street from Boone's Tavern was where my great-grandmother got baptized. Wow. I don't know. I'm, how?
2: Wow. wow. You got some history here. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't
0: even aware when we booked this Airbnb how close it was. Hmm. Um, That's but, incredible. Yeah. No, it's, so, just to paint the picture for you all, we have... We we all missed the uh, the drive, <laughs> or the the driveway. <laughs> the, the gates. Yeah. True. Yes. Yeah. There's there's two gates, and you you drive past it, turn around and come back. That's the requirement. And then the gravel. Seth, you got stuck, right? <laughs> Uh yeah my car is a little bit lower to the ground and I
2: initially heard the grass City slicker. the grass tickling the, the bottom of my car tickling yeah yeah I was I was laughing a little bit but I could sense my body tightening and like uh-oh uh-oh and then I saw that the terrain getting a little more dangerous and uh I literally came to a stop because the rocks underneath were scratching the car Oh my goodness so I had to reverse yeah. and then kind of Toggle my way on <laughs> two sides of the, <laughs> all the way down,
0: and it's prob- and it was pretty long, right?
2: It's a yeah. long drive.
0: It's probably like a good minute yeah. drive, to at least. House. Yeah, I, I was my gut was clenched the, the entire drive <laughs> down <laughs> that driveway. Yeah, and the the house is beautiful, and uh, we're we're gonna we have a we have a mutual friend here that he's he's a photographer and insanely creative, masterful person, and we're gonna. He's gonna help me cook and we're gonna do some amazing things tonight, um, with photos and whatnot, so it should be fun. Yeah. Sounds like, so we're off to a good start, all that oh, to say. Yeah. And last night, what we just we just chatted, ate.
1: Well, we got to experience Creek at the grocery store. Oh, man. which was something man. to behold.
0: Oh my. Uh, it's it's comp it's an emotionally complicated space for me. <laughs> <laughs> there was just so much uh,
2: bougie <laughs> uh, Yeah, the bougie but he he just knew exactly what he wanted. And he was going
1: for it everywhere. That's true. There was just so
2: much determination.
1: And, and, it, and he the he checklist? Was, he was throwing foods at us. <laughs> it, like, he was like Steph Curry, yeah. like chucking it was, right, food right. into the cart. Across the aisles. <laughs> it was... It was a new side of Creek
2: and we left and I thought we were like inviting over all the families around us because (laughs) of how much we had.
0: Wasn't it, was the food bill was like one hundred and eighty something like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I take food very seriously. Um, and. But we will eat well. (laughs) Yes. We have eaten well already and we will eat even better tonight. We got steak, uh, mushroom Alfredo, some roasted veggies, and then a surprise dessert that I'm really excited about. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that will happen after after we're done recording here. Goodness. That sounds great. Yeah. That sounds yeah, yeah. great. I'm excited. So we are here for more than just pleasure. Um, we're here to talk about season three. Fathoms season three. In an Egram podcast. In an E podcast. <laughs> Maybe we should like change the intro and the outro. It feels like it's getting a little old. Sure. Yeah, yeah, we could. We could do that. Do something different there. Like a new tag I don't know about a new tagline, but like I'm tired of hearing my own my own voice. So <laughs> maybe we <outsource laughs> What if we it. heard your
1: voice singing as the intro that's outro not music an option? Ooh, that's not an option. Or if we did a duet. Maybe ooh, yeah. <laughs> 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 or <laughs> since I I'm, <laughs> I'm the one here who can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd <I'll> be like <laughs> it's Fathoms. <battles." laughs> <laughs> And I come in as like the MC. Welcome <laughs> to Fathoms and Enneagram Podcast. <laughs> it's, it's it's as if we're a variety show from the fifties uh-huh. or something. Wow, well. Anyways, that could work. <laughs> I literally hurt myself thinking if,
2: if if that's what I was listening to, I might I think I'd turn it off. <laughs> nope, might shrink the audience. It's a is not for me. Intro
0: music and it really does. To find what you, what to expect in the podcast, mm-hmm. I, I feel um.
2: it's like movie or mu- music during movies, right? Mm. If it's wrong, then you're not going to know so what's you're, coming.
1: You're telling me that there's nothing that you could sample from dirt that would represent fathoms well. I disagree.
2: Dirt, as in the the album, the Bait, not the stuff outside.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. But yeah, maybe change the music. Maybe maybe that's for season three. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It
1: does feel like we're on the cusp of something new
0: mm-hmm. and Being interesting. That, yeah. We're in the third season. Things, I don't know. That's, we're past our sophomore year. Yeah.
1: Right? The yeah. sophomore album's out. We survived it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, that's kind of true. Yeah. I mean, as much as season two was really great. It did feel a little like, wait, what are we doing again? <laughs> For me, at least.
1: Well, yeah. With hindsight, it turned out like we we had some amazing conversations with mm-hmm. some really brilliant people. Mm-hmm. We we were kind of huffing and puffing <laughs> our way to at the end. Yeah. At the end, trying to make it to the finish line was a little more challenging this season. Mm-hmm. I think or in season two.
0: Yeah. Um, Even though we had planned ahead of time,
1: yeah, we, yeah, we'd done more yeah. in advance yeah. than the first season, sh- for sure. But, but yeah, yeah.
0: So really great season two.
1: I think one of the things we're, I know I'm finding, and it sounds like you two are as well. is that uh, as we continue to do kind of enneagram things, <laughs> we we have uh, we're trying to find rhythms of. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's <laughs> a long black stick in front of you please observe it
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. what's funny is I feel like I'm the least in terms of like I'm the best behaved when it comes to this stuff <laughs> and I should be the worst at it so. mm. I'm the 41 year old non-musician soccer spot. dad you know <laughs> your blind spot is a mic stand I directly in front of you I guess.
2: I can't tell you actually how many times I've been on stage singing and I got my eyes closed or something and I do
1: not realize how close I am and... (laughs) 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 Make it on that uh, Instagram
0: account worship fails. Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever hit your teeth on the mic? Yeah. Oh, Oh,
1: yeah.
0: That is the worst. It's the worst feeling and you have to pretend like nothing happened. Nothing happened. Well, the the mic stand like rocks back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) So as I was saying... (laughs) sorry.
1: (laughs) We are... We're navigating each individually what um (laughs) our kind of rhythms of our own enneagram work look like.
0: Mm, That's true.
1: In the midst of doing this collective work together, which is awesome and wonderful to have to navigate that and figure that out. But it is a bit challenging, right? To -hmm. figure out how do we yeah, have healthy rhythms of our own kind of individual work and the work that we do together here on Fathoms. Yeah. Especially when we live in three different parts.
0: hmm.
2: That's right. This is only the second time we've of ever all been together at the same time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's COVID <laughs> and stuff. I feel like we could make this happen a little bit more often. Yeah. After, but
1: but um, all that to say, season three.
0: hmm. Well, what'd you guys do on break between, between seasons? Yeah.
1: That's a good good question. Wait for the plane. As a, as a jet flies overhead. <laughs> or a bomb, actually. <laughs> kind of sounds like. Again, kind of go dark real quickly, <laughs> Abram, this weekend. <laughs> it, I
2: mean, it just keeps going, going
1: down. Yep. Feels like its target is behind us, though. So yeah. that's okay. nice. We're safe. The government hasn't found us yet. Uh, We're pretty secluded. So break. Uh, summer. Summer. we tra- uh, My family and I traveled a bit. Spent some time on vacation, spent some time seeing family, spent a lot of time just uh, trying to have a little slower pace than we normally have during a mm. school year with five kids and yeah. their activities. And it's it feels like a, a sprint that doesn't end <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> until it finally does and then you can catch your breath. I also, I did a lot of work with clients over the summer, which was fun, mm. uh, coaching client work more than I've ever done in a three-month span, and which was lovely. It was really fun and rewarding and challenging in mm-hmm. really, some really good ways. Because um, uh, I, I ended up with a number, all my clients this summer were individuals who knew their Enneagram type. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't necessarily a kind of a typing relationship. They already knew their type that had kind of reached their limits and they were exasperated by their type right and felt like it would be best if they were a different personality type which you know is is a myth right and so working with their type in a way that they can see hey there's a lot of goodness here a lot of strengths a lot of skills a lot of capacities yeah um Hmm. that's really fun to help people in those ways
0: Yeah. yeah Yeah. What was, what was one way that you found yourself or like you, you recognized a pattern as it relates to your, your type and to my own type. type that you were able to kind of work on this, this during the break or during the summer? Yeah.
1: So I had a lot of people that I, that I would kind of bump into or connect with that I don't see on a really regular basis that probably the most common question they would ask me is, so what book are you working on right now?
2: Mm. Oh, <laughs> interesting.
1: Which uh, was interesting to kind of think through, okay, they have this assumption, right, that I mm. have to be working mm. on a book. over. And summer's my, my more kind of slower season for my day job, so that's when I historically have written stuff. Mm. But I made an intentional decision not to even pursue any sort of major writing projects this summer. it's mm. um, probably uh, a good goal. Yeah, out of... A, sense of knowing my own kind of patterns that that's, Oh, I've always entered a summer thinking, okay, what am I going to be working on? That's substantial. And so I, I felt like I needed a break from that mm-hmm. for my own, but, uh, and that's been really great, honestly. But the, when the questions raise, it kind of mm, raises those, wait, maybe right. I should be working on something. Right. What, why am I not working on something? And then I have to remind myself mm. well, no, I made this decision. Yeah I think, I think it's a good and wise one it's okay that I'm not working on this, right? Whereas my kind of three structure left unchecked would be
0: working on something Mm -hmm. right now, right? Absolutely. What about you, Abram?
2: Yeah, summer-wise, you know, uh, we're really for the first time kind of juggling how we... uh, Navigating what what it it looks like to have some more deep rhythms with the the fam, with uh, three kids, my wife and I. And then... Losing that rhythm when school stops over the summer, you know. So oh, it was yeah. kind of the first I, I would say, especially for me, I really felt um, as I've you know m- kind of matured over the years. <laughs> I've just recognized how much uh, structure and rhythm I, re- I really need, and how those balance me out and help me move forward and, and grow. So I just got used to some some a lot of that, you know, and it, and then all of a sudden it was just cut out from underneath me with the, with the summer, and then we're trying to juggle everything you know at the same time i I really do feel like uh, that's kind of been a lot of the stuff for me as a you know any type nine just recognizing how much i can juggle how much capacity i have more than more than previous years um i think june was like one of the busiest months ever for me and at the end of it i I realized i pulled that off i don't know Mm -hmm. how i did that but i could do that again i think
0: you know well, also you you mentioned something <clears throat> about the you've been doing some premarital counseling things. Or... Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, so I've taken on a few uh, coaching clients, but also my job has had had me uh, doing. Uh, well, I'm, I'm basically with six uh, couples that are engaged uh, doing premarital counseling, uh, which is really really fun for me. So yeah, that's mm. been where a lot of my time has been spent the last. Uh, a month or two yeah yeah yeah
0: the other question was uh where do you see where did you see your patterns show up and like how did you work on them during the summer this break
2: oh yeah yeah. no i mean that was that was really w- what i would say what i experienced was my patterns to stay dispersed were were really unhelpful until i started to find a, a serious helpful rhythm during the school year mm. and then the summer kind of knocked those out of place you know yeah. So I've just been trying to recalibrate, if you will. Yeah, just a, there's a, just been a bunch of stuff with, with uh, over the summer that I kind of lost, but hopefully regrouping here again.
1: Yeah. What about you, Creek? What's your s- summer been like? Give us an insight into a Creek summer vacation.
0: Let's see. Well, I went to this wasn't this wasn't a vacation, but uh, I went to South Carolina to help a friend move. That was really fun. It was like the first long road trip in a, in a while. It's like eleven hours. So that was I mean, that was fun. What did I do? I mean, it was it was a lot of so uh, some other things I've been involved in are, have kind of taken off, and so it's was trying to f- buy back my time in some in some level, um, find sustainable rhythms, similar to what you were saying, Abram. But um, mm. I mean, the <laughs> <laughs>
2: sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting now, but that just reminded me. You remember when I was in Indiana in June, and I just named how you guys have such rhythm all over the place right yeah and I was there like just kind of thinking I could leave mine behind while I was on vacation from them (laughs) and that That like disrupted everything I just noticed how like everything for you guys you and Miller oh you know
0: yeah I mean I, I don't know I think it's the structure that we've created for ourselves is the way that we don't grind to a halt at least that's that's for me i can't speak for miller but
1: this would be jason miller who's yeah, yeah. been a guest <laughs> on yeah. it's a few times now and it's, yeah. if
0: i don't Jam. if i don't do the planning and the structure then i don't know what happens i i i get distracted or i or i don't i forget the things that are important to me actually that's probably mm-hmm. more accurate but have you always had
2: those or how how long have you had the structures and yeah. the
0: rhythms uh that's I don't know. It's been in practice for probably a good four or five years. Mm. i building, slowly adding things that make sense
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and replacing things that don't. And Can you give us some examples? Like my morning routine yeah. kind of deal? <laughs> well, I wake up when my body tells me to. I have that luxury. mm-hmm-hmm um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The dads over here
1: like, <laughs> Well, <laughs> okay, fine. Wonderful. That must be nice. Wonderful. Yeah,
0: Yeah, uh, I, I really, for a while, I tried to become a morning person, but uh, it just never worked. So I, I just let my body tell me what I wanted. So yeah, I wake up when my body tells me to and get out of bed, typically go outside if I can and do some Wim Hof breathing with meditation. And then come back inside, I start the water for my coffee, go upstairs, clean my room, and make my bed, come back down, make my coffee. Depending on the day, I'll grab a book, go drink my coffee while I read, and then get up. Then typically, depending on what the day is, I either do a little bit of work, or I go straight into working out. So then mm-hmm. I work out, and then... Uh, yeah. Then hop into, sometimes I eat, sometimes I wait till after I've done a little bit of work, but that's, that's a really basic rhythm. Um, there's yeah. some nuances there every once in a while, but that really, even when I'm traveling, like it's really important for me to do at least part of that. That's something we can talk about more later, but yeah, this homing practice that I do No, that no matter where I am home is, is more of a state of being rather than a location. So if I can cultivate that state of home within myself uh like feeling out of sorts when you're in a strange place or in yeah some place that stresses you out like it it really helps um and i was listening to a podcast the other day where it was was actually like the brain science was matching what i've been doing for a while so yeah having those rhythms and being able to carry them wherever i go is really Mm -hmm. help it really helps me not feel like yesterday i mean rushing down i was i was late and we had to go get groceries and i was trying to figure out what i don't know i was out of my body for the majority of the night and then this morning got up still felt out of sorts went out did the breathing to the meditation and the walk and i felt so much better when, we, when i got back so yeah yeah um totally i don't know we can go on this for a bit but
2: it's one of the one of the things that you learn uh, with kids like why do they need patterns is because it's how they feel safe you know with structure sure mm-hmm. it's how they feel
1: routine matters yeah, yeah. exactly
2: uh, yeah I, I just why I brought it up is just because I've just I, th- I thought I thrived maybe I did when I didn't have nearly as much responsibility when I was younger mm-hmm. but I thought I thrived on chaos you know just fly by <laughs> the seat of my pants every day and that felt freeing but it actually p- p- was probably just just dispersed as as hell <laughs> you know yeah but now it's like yeah it takes so much effort but i find so much fruit nines i think need to hear this too you know like the balance of structure and rhythm are so so important otherwise you're just flying you're you're like floating floating is what i meant yeah yeah yeah. yeah floating and a floating nine is oh my gosh annoying <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, that's when, as you uh, mentioned before, and I've as I've passed it on to other nines. You know, the the experience of feeling more like a gas than a solid. Yeah. Anytime mm-hmm. I pass that on to a nine, they're like, "That's exactly it." Exactly, and exactly the structure
2: it. and the rhythm helps you yeah. become the solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. It's especially if it's rhythms and structure that are embodied, right? That mm-hmm. get yep. you kind of into your body.
0: Yeah. I think, but any time I wonder, I wonder, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I wonder if any love. <laughs> yeah, he will. You're on. Uh, right. <laughs> so close, too. Wrong again. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, nah. <laughs> all right.
1: Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. <sighs>
2: <sighs> it was like Harry Potter talking to a snake. That's what it reminded me
0: of. I've never seen Harry Potter. Oh. Uh, A nine making a strategic decision about something they're going to do every day, even if it's not specifically like working out or something like that, it's still imposing their will Mm, on a blank space. Showing up. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is that it does need to be embodied so that it's conscious because the nine can also do things... Without awareness, mindlessly, and that's some form of inertia as well of not being present to themselves. Um, that's what you, what Drew was saying. Why, why that's really good. You it does need to be. You need to be embodied. You know, physically experiencing, feeling the sensation mm-hmm. of your your physicality.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Otherwise, you can go and go and go and go, and yeah. still have having forgotten yourself the entire day, and none of that was helpful yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah.
1: So hiking today was really good.
2: Yeah. Exactly. It was really good. Yeah. Now, doing that on a consistent basis, yeah, would be really great. That's why I usually yeah. tell nines to find some consistency of going to the gym, for sure. And then out of that, you know, there's going to be other helpful things. No, we're, we're talking about a bunch of nine stuff now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all about you, I stuff.
0: thought this was the <laughs> season <laughs> of Drew. <laughs> uh, what about me? <laughs> um, this actually, I feel like this leads uh, straight into... Of what we think this season is going to be about. Yes. You think? Yes. Are, are,
1: do we need to have like a drum roll? <laughs> <laughs> season three is about story.
0: I was going to make a joke about it. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh, story. Uh, Drew, why don't you? Yeah. Wh- where? How did we get to that decision? Yeah. Well, it was a windy path. Very windy. <laughs> So many switchbacks.
1: So I, I can give you, I can clue, you know, listeners into some of the things that we're mindful of and yeah. that, that led us to mm-hmm. this theme of story. So, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to, there's, there's kind of an essence of fathoms that we want to remain, right? Mm-hmm. We feel that we offer kind of thoughtful, welcoming engagement to some of the Depths and the breadth of the enneagram community, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was especially true last season. We're also mindful of how much enneagram junk is out there, <laughs> 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 and yeah, you know, there's just a lot. It, it, there's and a lot let's of noise.
0: Specify junk does not mean the person doing the junk is junk.
1: Right, of but course. Or rather
0: that it's just slightly inaccurate.
1: Yeah, there's just yeah. there's a lot and, and I don't want I don't want to get too surface
0: level and only
2: very very limited mm-hmm, right. for I, what we can use this and for. Please yeah.
1: hear me, I don't want to get like too high-minded or elitist. Yeah. right. Um, yeah. but there there's so much out there and a, and a lot of it feels like it feels derivative mm-hmm. of kind of basic typing approaches, right? And type type traits.
2: Right. Totally. It's good. consistent celebrating the start of the race. Mm-hmm. Right. The very beginning. <laughs> what, what, what? That's really great. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> I love like that. Do You going to yeah. go?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, we mentioned last night, I mean, we've talked about memes, memes before, but I mean, the accuracy, maybe it's accurate, but it's not helpful. And I think that's a good distinction to is. make. Yeah. And th- there um, is
1: a lot of accurate content out there. There's a lot of good content out there, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: Accurate, maybe, but it's not helpful and it doesn't actually take you anywhere. Just names like, Oh, I'm a four, so I must yeah. wear black. Okay, maybe accurate for a, a good. You do subset. have
1: black pants on right now.
0: Shut up. No, oh, um, okay. just saying. <laughs> Seth is wearing all <laughs> more all black than I am. So. Okay,
1: I will have to say one of my favorite parts of today was getting to see these two musicians who only wear jeans like <laughs> all the time, wear short pants. <laughs> short pants? Yeah. And <laughs> it's like the first time their calves have seen daylight well, in was a okay. very sparkling. long
0: time. I was sparkling. <laughs> I, I just typically, when I'm going out, like I just, pants look way better than shorts most <laughs> of the I agree. time. I agree. But totally when I'm agree. ready to do- I also like
2: the skinny jean hug of my calf. <laughs>
0: Comforting, yeah, it
1: really is. <laughs> and so, yeah, t- to help put this into context, like we are outside, you can probably hear nature, lovely, right? Mm-hmm. But it's Kentucky in the middle of summer, and these guys are wearing skinny jeans <laughs> right now, <laughs> and I'm in. I'm shorts. sorry,
0: slim fit, <laughs> not skinny. Let's be let's be clear uh, for me.
1: Okay, all that to say, story. <laughs> so, because of those things, we really want to explore the ways in which the depth and the wisdom of the Enneagram can actually be applied practically and make, make sense and meaning of our lives. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And the stories in which we're living, the stories in which we need to drop Mm -hmm. and leave behind. Mm -hmm. And I think the concept of story holds a lot of promise and potential for how the Enneagram knowledge acquisition, which seems to yeah. be pervasive, can actually be integrated. See what I did there? Oh. Mm-hmm. Can be integrated in ways that are actually helpful and enact change, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, we got there because once again, I mean, since we've started Fathoms, it seems like there's been an exponential amount of things that I, at least I've become aware of. I don't know if they've... Yeah launched in the time frame since we launched fathoms but it seems like there's just an abundance of content good and not helpful content i won't say bad but just not as helpful content but and so again it's like okay we could go through all the types all the different things associated with the enneagram and we may and we may do that but again the thing that's missing is the practical application okay what, what do I do the three things that we talked about was what is my story um, when it comes to I mean your life and and what is the enneatype and that leads into what stories do we need to drop right or recognizing the stories that you're telling yourself and and knowing how to drop them um, or, or or just allow them to be there and not allow them to or um,
1: you know as we've done <laughs> more recently. <laughs> is a- still fighting with his microphone. Yeah, um, to rewrite the narratives, right?
0: Yep, totally. And then understanding the story yeah. of others.
2: Yeah, and I'll, and so many stories are associated with specific emotions, and I think we should talk about that at some point too. Like yeah. what emo- when you feel an intense emotion, nine times out of ten, there's going to be some story from childhood that you are associating with that. Mm-hmm. So when you can question that, the validity of that, you can start to do some real work because your emotion is stored in your physicality. And mm-hmm.
1: Sure.
0: Hello. Yeah. Uh, like vulnerable moment on some level. I mean, when, when we were hiking, uh, the we were on our way down and I heard other hikers on the trail. Yeah. And as soon as I heard them without thinking, I started trying to manage my image of like fixing my hair mm. or making sure i looked appropriate or it looked like i had it all together or something like that i'm like dude you're hiking a freaking mountain like you're not supposed to look like you've walked out of a model shoot or something like that <laughs> yeah and like how yeah. silly yeah, that came is came
2: up when you hurt another person,
0: yeah, immediately I'm like, "How do I perceive myself from their eyes?" Exactly. I wasn't looking at myself and looking at the true reality anymore.
1: Yeah,
0: and and so allowing that story to be there, and then being like, uh, "You don't have to care," like, and that's a new thing for me is I don't have to care. Yeah, about the stories that I hear in my head or what people think or whatever, and it's and it's silly and it's so, and that that story comes up often, and that's been one thing that I've been. Just mm-hmm. consistently trying to address, and yeah. Like, if I don't want to do something, if I feel like I'm going to look silly in a situation, uh, just go a little bit longer and see if that and if see if that's the case.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I anticipate, you know, we'll still have plenty of good content that we'll, you know, from mm-hmm. others or even, you know, among us co-hosts that we will you know, provide or sort of teach. But there will always be this season. I, at least this is the hope and expectation, an element of okay. How does this make sense of my story? Yeah. How does this help me understand yeah. other stories better? So that you know all of this depth work that we are doing, kind of collectively with the enneagram, actually has application, right? It, so it's not yeah. necessarily this uh, thing that we own that only makes sense when we're on some magical retreat kind of yeah. like we are now <laughs> but yeah, you know yeah, but yeah. on some magical retreat with some enneagram guru and it all makes sense there until we get home and then the alarm clock goes off we have to go to work you know all these things and it suddenly doesn't seem to make quite as much sense mm-hmm. right totally
2: mm-hmm. yeah if you don't start questioning the narrative that's running in your head all the time you can't become something more than it you know mm-hmm. if sure. you don't start putting some distance in between yourself what is really who you are and the the narratives that have been running the water you've been swimming in since you were a kid you know then you can start building a new a good (laughs) a strong a healthy more holistic story of who you are which actually reminds me of a quote my friends
1: and here we are (laughs) man we should have taken like wagers as to how long it would take (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Mm. proceed
2: so it's it's a semi longer one, but I really like it. So this is from a guy named Oliver Sacks. Oh yeah, he says, if we wish to know about a, a person, we ask what is their story, their real inmost story. For each of us is a biography, a story. Each of us is a singular narrative, which is constructed continually, unconsciously by, through, and in us, through our perceptions, our feelings, our thoughts, and our actions, and not least our discourse, our spoken narratives. Or narrations. Biologically, physiologically, we are not so different from each other, but historically, as narratives, we are each of us unique. Mm.
1: That was good. I'm glad you. Can we put some music behind that, (laughs) (laughs) Creek?
0: (laughs) We sure could.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But that's it, right? You know, each of the nine types in their structures uh, plays. They play scripts Mm -hmm. that are simple. Mm-hmm. And that, some most of the time, generally work okay, but the, until they don't, right? And then we bump mm-hmm. up in adulthood. We bump up against the limits of those scripts and realize maybe we need to rewrite some of those narratives, right? Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm.
1: yeah. That's and that's the. I feel like that's what you were talking about,
2: Drew, with the the people that you've been working with this summer is the identity that we have becomes too small at some point in our lives and if we're willing to look at that, then we can do some real work and and growth and transformation, but that's painful because we're letting go of who we thought was, the small part that we have confused for the whole, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: and and there is a measure of safety in that insufficiency, right? right? Right. At the same time, this feeling like, this is not sustainable, Mm -hmm. right? I cannot continue to bump up against my limits in these areas of my life there has to be more
2: Mm -hmm. totally if all you have is a hammer all you see are nails exactly
1: yeah yeah
0: a a couple other things that i've that have kind of come to my attention as i've worked with some clients and just listened to other people is the one the obsession of finding type and subtype yes um Hmm. and only recently realizing that it's not important it is it is helpful but it's not important and and i think another thing we're going to try to explore here is how do we use the enneagram when one you don't know the enneagram or and and two when you don't know someone else's type and so how do you i'm just kind of regular how do you how do you go through life maybe taking stabs that they could be this type they could be this type and letting that inform your interactions with them but yeah. if you have a boss who's a rather unhealthy transmitting eight sexual eight how do i work with that how do i make it a more sustainable relationship and use the enneagram to inform the questions you ask um, rather than I need, I need to know their type, their subtype, and then I need to know their trifix and I need to know all these other things before I know how to human yeah, with them. I think that's going to be an interesting conversation. I, I don't necessarily have answers to it yet, but I'm looking forward to exploring that with, with others and with you all.
2: How do we use the enneagram without knowing our type?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Our type or their type. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah yeah that that will be interesting because that's a big part of everyday life
2: right right yeah unless you sit down and do a really great typing interview with Mm -hmm. somebody that you just met or that you (laughs) right you work with and don't know very well right totally yeah i I actually feel like some of the process enneagram could be insightful in that regard Mm. you know like not seeing people as types but as uh places you go to for moving forward you know Mm. but they
1: or like Different archetypes, I guess. But
2: mm-hmm.
1: can I kind of give a call out to our listeners around this theme of story? We have a lot, you know, we have yeah. a lot of good ideas. Uh-huh. But if there are, you know, if questions or concepts that you would like us to explore that we could explore together, mm-hmm. we'd love to hear that. A, a lot of, at least the way the past two seasons of Fathoms have gone, we have this general idea which does serve as a bit of a, gives us some guardrails, right? Mm -hmm. But there's still quite a bit of leeway Mm -hmm. and flexibility and adaptability kind of baked into the process. And uh, the feedback that we have received from you listeners has been so valuable. So valuable. Encouraging, Mm -hmm. helpful. And so we we would love if you, even on the front end, right? Not just at at the back end of a season, we'd love to hear, with this idea of story Mm -hmm. and how the Enneagram makes sense amid our stories and others, uh, what would be helpful, you know, what would be interesting, Mm -hmm. uh, to cover and explore.
0: Yeah. And we still have that spike spike peak, (laughs) (laughs) speak pipe, (laughs) speak pipe link in our bio on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I mean like hearing some of, some of y'all's, Stories and <laughs> y'all, I'm in. I'm back in my hometown. <laughs> yeah, y'all. you are. I, it's it kind of happens ancestral naturally. <laughs> yeah. Ancestral lands, yeah. Ancestral lands, yeah. Uh, all right. So, anyways, uh, hear your stories on whether it's your journey to type or your journey to. I, I don't know. Just any any sort of story that has something to do with um, the enneagram self development relationships. Of, I couldn't see. How to relate to this person? Then all of a sudden, it clicked, and and this is what I realized. Um, any of those would be amazing, and we can we can talk about those. We can find the relation to the enneagram if you're not even sure if there's a relationship to the enneagram. Um, I don't know. There's just send us stuff, please. Yeah,
1: we <laughs> want to hear from you. Yeah, we are always better for it when we do.
0: Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Well, gents, I need to uh, start mise en place, so. <laughs> oh. uh, ha
1: wait what
0: I need to start prepping dinner <laughs> oh. and uh, final words for the folks out there in podcast land <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think for me I'm you
2: know it, it, I'm five years into my insatiable study of the Enneagram and it was only semi recently where I started realizing and using the Enneagram as a tool Partnering with other things to help me uh, start growing, you know, to find real transformation. And so, I, I would, I'm. My hope is that this next season is really, really going to bring, like, like Drew mentioned, some practicality on. Pff, I want to do something with knowing this information about my number. How can mm. how can this really, really help me uh, enhance my life? Or yeah, figure out how to adapt to life better. Or any of these kind of this this language, but. Hopefully, we can start bringing some practicality to using the enneagram well, instead of you know traveling the map as as it's been said. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah and I'd say any knowledge we acquire about the enneagram is worthless mm. if mm-hmm. it doesn't help us rewrite some of the default narratives of our type that are limiting factors in our yeah. in our stories. So, I'm most excited about that, which I know is it's very very much easier said than done, mm-hmm. but I think. Uh, the work required to kind of rewrite some of those default narratives that are limiting is really profound. So continue to acquire knowledge about the Enneagram. That's great, but don't stop there. Right.
0: Yeah. Wonderful. All right, folks. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll see you next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fathoms, an Enneagram podcast. If you found this episode helpful in any way, consider sharing it with a friend or family member. We are so honored to be on this journey with you, discovering our inner depths one fathom at a time.